Moshon is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's a little swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. The stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 122 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self rated Buffalo sports podcast covering Bill Savers Entertainment and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at Witty Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything. The Built in Buffalo family has given you every single day the best Bills content out there. YouTube, Facebook, anywhere, social media, at Built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, how are we doing today? Always going to listen. Witty Sports. Matt and Tony. Witty Sports. Draft name today. Witty Sports. Get me to the draft on time. Snagging Hopkins. Witty Sports. Walk not Campbell. Witty Sports. Take me to the Super Bowl. Matt, I don't even want to do it again. <laughs> it's fine. It didn't make sense. So what like, song wait, was I, it? Halfway through, I'm like, how does this song go? <laughs> it's, modern Lo- it's Modern Love by David Bowie. Oh, I don't even know that song. Oh, you're missing out. It's a great song. It yeah, came I'm to sure me it because it was, in, it was in the latest episode uh, of Shrinking, which is a great show that everyone should watch. Yes, but, but that's what got me thinking of it and and reignited my. I mean, I always liked that song, but this that show reignited my passion to want to listen to it and to want to parody it. Well, I guess good for you that I didn't know it because since you think you failed so badly at it, I have no bar to compare it to or nothing. To so I oh, that's it a good point. <laughs> yep, yep, nailed that's it. the song. Nailed that's it. Exactly nailed as it. David Bowie intended. Not rolling I was thinking grave. about your song parodies this week because I don't know if you've seen the new Uber Eats commercial with kind of like all one hit wonders uh, I and they're not. putting their songs to Who are uh, some of the one hit wonders in, in reference like Khalees, uh like my milkshake brings all the boys that song. What does the Fox say? The police, By... the police, like with Sting. Police is not no, a one hit wonder. Police. K-E-L-S. Oh, Cully. Cully's. Okay. Okay. Very, very different music. <laughs> what does the fox say by, I don't even know who sings that song. Isn't it like Yelvis or something? YouTube sings that song. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> but it's all these like one right. hit wonders like Hadaway, Montel Jordan, and they're just changing. They're in the studio changing their lyrics to their one hit wonders uh, to make them about Uber Eats, of <laughs> course. And I was like, Tony, Tony should write this commercial. It'd be perfect. Wow. Yeah, I should write song parodies for Uber Eats. Uber Eats, hit me up. Uber Eats, head us out. Uber regular. No, trash. If Uber regular is trash. That they're getting within 300 feet of me, they can eat my shit. <laughs> Legally, they can. Lift forever. <laughs> oh, you're a Lyft guy? No, I am an Uber guy. I Uber first. Tony, you know who's not taking an Uber anywhere? Our NFL draft picks. Because they get their rides chartered for them. And they get nice limousines. But Tony, we are just over a month away 
from the NFL draft. One of the more exciting times. I love it. You love it. Everyone loves the NFL draft. And Tony, with the NFL draft comes one of my favorite segments of the year. We've done it every year. It's a tradition unlike any other, better than the Masters, of yeah. ranking the best draft names of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Tony, there are some good ones this year. Let's give the I listeners agree. our typical three each. You can do honors this week because I've done honors, I think, the past two selfishly. Tony, who okay. is your number one pick for best name of the NFL draft this year? I, I have a value. I have a grade so high on one prospect that I'm like, if we're doing this draft style based on value, got to go number one. But at the same time, I'm also like, this name is so good. I almost want to build up to it. But instead, oh. I will draft it and only build up to but it. But you need to in case phrasing. I steal it. <laughs> I know. So I have to go with excitedly linebacker from Arkansas, bumper pool. <laughs> he was on my list. So good that you took it. Yes, of course. Bumper pool would be on anybody's list. He's bumper pool. <laughs> he is the quintessential favorite for any, I, I guess, he boys and girls club member. For, I was just going to say, for any visit who to had the like boys a rec and girls room. club. Yeah. Yep. Any for the quintessential pick for any visit to the boys and girls club. You hit up that yes. bumper pool you, and you, you sack that fucking your at the Weber goal. If you were right. good at bumper pool at the boys and girls club, you had big time street cred. Absolutely. That was very, that was very game. exciting. It really was the game because it was a game that no one had in their basement. Exactly. It was the great equalizer. It was like this curtain was unveiled. Right. Like nobody had it. You're right. Right. Like, what is this? Right. Bumper pool. I know regular pool. I know bumper cars. Mm-hmm. I know bumper bowling. Right. Never bumper pool until I became a member of the boys and girls club. Same. Same with all of us. I'm sure really was like our first exposition into multiculturalism right <laughs> on broadway in lancaster new york <laughs> that's right boy did we learn something about ourselves and others via who, who ran boys and girls called lancaster louis yeah, was, his was, name, that his name? Uh, was that his name i was gonna say a matt but i don't I, know i mean let's be honest what? greco you and me ran the Boys and Girls Club all through football, fourth grade. Like football leagues. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Shout out whoever's running the Lancaster Boys and Girls Club. Shout out whoever ran it for our generation and whoever's running it for the next. Yes. Heroes in the community. Heroes. Absolutely. Bumper Pool, there's a lot of great factoids about Bumper Pool. First of all, that's his legal name. Like That is on his birth <laughs> yeah. certificate. It is Bumper Pool. That's not a nickname. Yep. That's not a middle name. That is his first and last name, which I love. And then... Just for marketing purposes alone, if you draft Bumper Pool, you could do infinite amount of marketing segments around mm-hmm. Bumper Pool. Oh, like getting course. to know the players so who, by playing Bumper Pool with Bumper Pool. My question is this. So who, what, what Western New York business is first in line to get Bumper Pool as an endorsement deal? Like who would uh, sell Bumper Pool or who knew, needs Bumper Pool? I don't I even know where like you a, would get Bumper Pool. If I, if I need to go to a store, I don't, I don't know. If I said I wanted to get a bumper pool for my basement, I wouldn't even I know where even to begin. Know where you get it. I mean, the internet. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I'd have to ask the Bills next linebacker bumper pool. <laughs> right. Future Bills linebacker bumper pool. Yeah. I don't even know. But I think uh, in the area, I'm, I'm guessing like Gary's pool and leisure would be in that's a, what I, in a, like, yeah, I, mean, I guess with the last name the, pool. Yeah. I guess that would be the play. I mean, I Maybe guess they have they, bumper pool. Yeah, there. I guess you're right. Yeah. I think that'd be the play. They might. Like, isn't that, that is, their deal? They do like both kinds of pools. I think so. They do pool tables and. Yeah. Swimming pools. Yeah, I think so. I think this would be perfect yeah. for a future linebacker right. bumper pool. I feel right. like also, Tony, before I move on to my first pick, 
bumper pool is going to be very Jojo Doman-esque for you this year. Uh, like he's okay, I'm glad a guy you said that, that is going to be around in the sixth round, and you're just going to be sitting in front of your TV, just being like, "Take him, take the mother effort, please, yeah. Brandon B. He's I'm right glad there." You said that because I do legitimately like Bumper Pool, the prospect. Here we go. Like I, I actually do. Like I, I have been watching tape. You know, he's not like super impressive. Nothing on his highlight reel is anything more than he didn't do it wrong, but. But I like his uh, like engine. Yep. I like good motor. Stable. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He's a he's a big high motor guy. He's always in it. I I like his instincts. I like his confidence. I like bumper pool. Yeah. At I the think, club I think he's, and in the stadium. At the, cl- at the club and on the field. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna be a high motor, high energy, never give up on a play kind of guy. Because with a name like mm-hmm. bumper pool. I mean, if you're not a good player with a name like that, it's not going to be a pretty locker room for you. You need to be no. a guy that gives maximum effort every time because your name is Bumper Pool. Right, exactly. Or you are suffering will. a lifetime of being made fun of. And he will, <laughs> as a Bill. And he will. Perfect. Right, exactly. Perfect number one pick. Tony, my number one pick, since you stole mine, uh, I got to go through my well, my big board here. Okay, here. I, I, I like this one. actually love this one. Offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Wanya Morris. Wanya. He started, a boy. he started a boy, became a man, maybe becoming an NFL draft pick. And if he's not, well, maybe then his career will come to the end of the road and he'll be suffering four seasons of loneliness <laughs> on one bended knee. Wanya Morris, of <laughs> course, is a singer of boys to men. Also, an offensive tackle for Oklahoma. That's why I love this name. Wanya Morris. See, when I hear Wanya, I think that's the first alien word that we're introduced to from the like coffee break room aliens and men in black oh yeah <laughs> like when will smith goes in there and they're like wanya wanya <laughs> that is That's good wanya. that was a good reference as well that is wanya there's, there's a he, lot of uses for wanya a lot of wanya wanya very well, also, deep name I, also i was thinking like for some reason when i read the name the first thing that came to me was boys to men the second thing that came to me was of those old Fanta commercials, like Wanna Fanta, don't you wanna? And I was like, I was just like, who just changed the lyrics to Wanya Fanta? And he could just be a spokesperson well, for Fanta. Clearly, a home run to do that. It's obvious. The writing, Wanya, Wanya, <laughs> in the draft lead up for Wanya Morris, he's the first guy I've ever seen pull his hamstring doing the forty yard dash at the combine this year. Hydration's important. Hydration's important. Also important. And this, I think, is an important question. Why are offensive linemen or defensive linemen who are 300-plus pounds running the 40-yard dash at the combine? Is that necessary? Do we need these giant human beings running 40-yard dashes when they'll never run 40 yards in their life at one single time? Kind of completely on I felt bad for him. I saw him pull up, could hurt his draft stock, might not be able to participate in his pro day. And I'm just thinking, is this necessary? Like, do we need this guy running 40 yards when he's never going to run 40 yards in a game ever? See, I think, and I would argue, I would submit to you, I'm of two minds with this one. Whereas some schemes might want to know speed of their offensive linemen, like, you know, if they're pulling, if they're sliding, if they're doing all that sort of stuff. So, so I get that and like, well, everybody's doing it. So that is how we can measure it. But I would also say there's probably other drills that you could do that will better give you an understanding of that in that context. However, how do you adjust that to the RAS score and to some sort of uniformity here? You can't. So just let him do the damn 40-yard dash. Yeah, I, just I let him do I it. Both, 
You know, we, we missed a, a great boys to men reference when you mentioned yeah. hydration is important because they do have the song Water Runs Dry. <laughs> we really dropped the ball on that one. I <laughs> have to say, I am impressed and surprised at how many boys to men, like how automatic you are in these boys to men song references. This is I mean, something else to me. I just I just hope the guy doesn't end up in Motown Philly. I'm a huge boys to men fan. What can oh, I say? Yeah, I grew up on them. I saw them in concert. They're fantastic. They played Motown um, Philly twice, starter and closer. It was great. Wow. What else do you need to know? I like Boys to Men cameo uh, uh, in season nine of How I Met Your Mother. My second nice. pick, guard from Easter. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Oh. I might change it. Uh, okay. I'll decide between two in the third round because then maybe you'll make my decision for me. I'm going to say okay. guard from Eastern Michigan. Sidey, 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 so. Sidey, 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 hey. Sidey, so. Guard from Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Just I don't have this on my list. Great pick. It flows with that song. I heard Sidey So, and I'm like, oh, Sidey So. Just like Heidi Ho. Sidey So, Heidi Ho. Got to get picked. Get it in there. I don't know where you learned that, so, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho, or Sidey, Sidey, Sidey right. So. I learned it Fresh Prince. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. Heidi, 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 hey. Heidi, 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 I think that was in a movie, Vice. too, wasn't it? I think it's been in a lot of things. I don't know what Will Smith is doing. Network television. <laughs> No, great pick. Sidey So. Not a lot of Sideys out there. Sidey So. He's, that's what I'm saying. I, the name Sidey. And you want to talk about endorsements. Oh, my gosh. Like, it just... Sidey So. He's got the siding industry and the sewing industry. Right. Both. The guy is a walking NIL. <laughs> that's what I'm... Yes. Yes, he is. He's got both sewing Get industries. Him. You missed two, You missed the other sewing industry. He has the sewing what, industry. What? S-E-W, and the sewing industry, S-O-W, the plant oh, industry. yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, sewing and cultivating. Uh, he is the he, perfect spokesperson for Joanne Fabry. <laughs> I feel like. I, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Joanne or Hobby Lobby or something. Hobby Lobby closed on Sundays. So. He's already busy on Sundays. That's right. It could work out very well. Sidey, 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 so... And I think Matt, your third pick. And I say that I'm hurrying you. My second okay, pick. You're just skipping over like an a hole. I was gonna say the last guy from Eastern Michigan that got drafted worked out pretty well, and that's Max Crosby from the Raiders. So they might not have a lot of guys get drafted, but they have a good hit rate in terms of guys making an impact in the NFL. So Sidey So mm-hmm. is a good pick. I like it, Tony. My second pick. You took bumper pool on me. You hit him with a second go. round grade. <laughs> Okay, here we go. I, I like this one because it, it sounds like um, a movie character. Jada Kiss Bonds, wide receiver out of Hampton. Okay, did not have that on my list. It sounds like an undercover brother kind of thing, like a spoof on James Bond, but with the uh-huh. rapper Jada Kiss. Okay. And his catchphrase uh-huh. is just, aha, like Jada Kiss used to do. <laughs> I uh-huh. would love that. Jada Kiss Bonds. Yeah, I- it feels Jake like a good like Jadakiss music video where he plays like a James Bond type character and they ask him his name yes. like Bond. Bond. Jadakiss Jada Bond. Jadakiss Bond. And it just goes hard into some like trap music beat. Yeah. 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 I like it. And But you've made my job more difficult now because I don't know who I'm going to take with my third pick. So he is oh, from Hampton, okay. as I mentioned. One fun fact, he is leaving Hampton as the program's touchdown leading receiver, and holding the career receptions record. Both records held previously by the only notable alumni I could find from Hampton, comedian Wanda Sykes. <laughs> well, you love Wanda Sykes, so it's a match made and in she, she was a great football player back in the day, apparently. 
Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Jadakiss Bonds. And I, I feel like a lot of these picks we have are a lot of the qualifications of, of making our list have to do with the marketing aspects of their career. How can we market so these guys? You can do a ton with Jadakiss Bonds. You can do a spy theme. He can be a spokesperson for a, a stocks and bonds financial agency. <laughs> like mm, You can mm-hmm. do so much with Jadakiss Bonds, but definitely has that spoof James Bond spy movie name to him starring Jadakiss. That's why I love it. So Jadakiss Bonds, my second pick. Tony, your third and final pick. Who are you going with? Okay, I'm going to choose this player because one of the other players that I have, I think you're going to bring pick next. So okay. I will. So I'm going to leave that player on the table to see if it's going to be yours. And then that narrows me down to three. So I'm going to go across the state of Michigan to Western Michigan and take guard Dylan Deathrage. <laughs> now I know... His name this guy is, is Twitch Death streamer ready. <laughs> yeah, I know his name is probably Deathridge, but I'm choosing to for his name to be. Oh, yeah, it's not. No, it's got to be Deathridge. Dylan Deathridge. Dylan Deathridge. Probably Deathridge. But you are you are you dipping into the ethic, obscure Michigan colleges heavily here. It's been a big, you know, learning experience for me here in the spring season to take a deep dive right. into obscure Michigan college uh, athletes. <laughs> Dylan Deathrage. I like Deathrage because it is like a it's like a fake Seinfeld movie, similar yep. to Death Blow. Deathrage could have been Death Blow, one in the same. Right. Deathrage could be the sequel to Death Blow. In addition to, I like your take on the the Twitch streaming because this man is on a Deathrage when he is pancaking those defensive linemen. That's when Dylan goes into Deathrage mode and yes. the rage Sounds begins. Very Call the of Death Duty. Rage. It is very, very Call of, Duty. Call of Duty. You know who loves Call of Duty, like, Tony? Future Call of Duty. Marv. Marv Levy loves Call of Duty. No. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and Steph Diggs. Maybe Marv does. Oh, yeah. He's a military man. Who knows? That's true. Um, yeah. Why is he, it? He could, be on the, I wish... he could be on the sticks. You know, in the World War II games, they should have done like little character Easter eggs of like famous World War II veterans like Marv Levy. That'd be a great that idea. That would be fun. That's some, that's some yeah, DLC. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like download. all of a sudden you're just. Yeah. Yeah, you run into like Private Levy really quick. I'd be like, oh my God, that's Marv Levy. This is wild. And it tracks. <laughs> if you ran right. into Marv Levy on, on the battlefield, that'd be, and he gave you like a, your mi- your mission or your achievement was to listen to his five like minute the, the play. speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Dylan Deathrage. I like it. Deathrage. <laughs> that's how we would pronounce his name too. We wouldn't just be like Dylan Deathrage. It'd be Deathrage. Like Jack Black. Deathrage. D style. Yeah. Tony, my third and final pick. Oh, this is this is a close one. Uh, I gotta go. Defensive lineman from Texas, Moro Ajomo. No, okay. Oh, yeah. Good one. He was on my list. Love Moro Ajomo mainly because as you know, as listeners know, we are kids of the nineties, and there's nothing better I love than waking up on a Saturday morning in my childhood watching my Saturday morning cartoons and Moro Ajomo sounds exactly like a villain from a Saturday morning nineties cartoon. Like the Thundercats are battling Moro Ajomo this week. I love that. <laughs> that is my pick. My third and final pick, Moro Ajomo. Moro Ajomo could have been sounds like a monster, like a Rita Repulsa created monster. Yes. Yeah. Very Power Rangers villain. Yes. Godzilla. Right. Straight from exactly. Gojira. Right yeah. from Japan, kind of. Yeah. Kaiju style. Yeah. Moro Ajomo. Right. I do, not being witty for a second, I do love the fact that he, and I'm sure Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott will eat this up, 
Very smart guy. He's not even 22 years okay. old yet. This is his fifth year of college. So he started wow. college when he was 17. It's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive to be born early in the year. Be smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be smart enough to be conceived in March. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. So Brandon B must love that. But Moro Jomo, my third and final pick. Tony, any honorable mentions real quick? You would uh, you want to rattle Many. off here? Many. <laughs> Many. So what I thought you were going to take was edge rusher from Pittsburgh, Habakkuk Baldonado, because I thought <laughs> you were going to be on the take of, we'll get another bald in here. Baldonado. Sounds like a, yeah, like sounds like a bald version of what I think is a more common last name, Maldonado. Right. It's have a group bald and auto, get more balls, get one more bald on the team in the draft pick. Uh, I love I like it. edge rusher from Louisville, Yaya Diaby. Yaya Diaby. Always good to have Yaya's a Yaya. Yaya's a lot of fun. Always great to have a Yaya. Uh, from Ball State, I like Johannes Tyler, but probably more appropriate for Pittsburgh. Johannes. <laughs> Johannes. And it really is spelled like Heinz. It's spelled like the ketchup. It's yeah. Johannes. Yeah. Like, like we are trying to flag down a bottle of ketchup. Johannes, Johannes Tyler. Uh, let's <laughs> I like see. it. Those are the A-listers that I had. I also have uh, Namarvian Overshown. He's a little overshown. Jackson Player, because he is a player. Praise Amawule, because yeah. like he praise himself, like his name His name is a pun. Yeah, uh, smoke he like praises Harris, himself. Shockey. Yeah, Shockey Jock. Didn't we have a smoke before? Who was the guy last year that was like our consensus number one? Oh, uh, his name wasn't Smoke. Oh, was we already it? had it was a smoke. Like, no, I don't yeah, think so. Brown, obviously. Um, right. I don't. I don't. Remember. It was like a. It, I know he was a safety. Maybe from yeah. Auburn. Yeah, I remember oh, it being that, a that's safety. That's going to bother me. Sure. That's going to bother me. Mm. His name. Yeah, definitely a safety from Auburn. I believe. We'll have to look that up. Um, Tony, you want to hear my honorable mentions? I only have two. Go rattle them off. I thought this was a shoe in for your list. Offensive tackle from the illustrious Pace University, Jackie Chen. No, not Jackie Chan. This guy's parents definitely just saw Rush Hour like the week before he was born. Yeah. And didn't have a name picked out. So they scrambled and were just like, uh, Jackie Chen. <laughs> so is this guy trying to be Ed I Wang? missed that one. So I'm surprised. Don't, don't try to be the next Ed Wang. There's, there's, there's no other. There's only one. Is Ed Jackie Wang. Chen. Jack, Jackie Chen. Is Jackie Chen Chinese? He is Asian descent. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I got Jackie Chen. This one, I, I love this name because I'm pretty sure it was a typo on his birth certificate. But cornerback okay. from Oregon State, Red, I'm not even going to pronounce it right because it's so odd. Red John Wright, R E J Z O H N. Shouldn't it be Res John, not Reg John? Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they made it. I don't know. With it. It, it, it tracks to sense. me, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Res, Res John make makes sense. Red you know, Oprah. John doesn't. Yeah. Oprah was a typo on the birth certificate. Was it? Ooh. Yeah. Good fun facts. Yeah, it's a good fun fact. What I don't remember it what it was to be? supposed to be. I don't remember. Opera? Yes. Yeah, her name was, <laughs> was Opera it. Winfrey. Yep. Opera Winfrey. Parents were big fans of the yeah. theater. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful Opera name for Winfrey. a boy or a girl or a boy. Just like seven. Just like seven. Beautiful name for a kid. Mm-hmm. Tony, those are our lists. Listeners, we'll put it on Twitter. Let us know some of your favorite draft pick names. In the 2023 NFL draft coming up, like I said, just over a month away. Very exciting. Feels early this year. Like last week in April. Yeah, I feel like I'm not complaining. Me neither. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over or the NFL draft. Yeah, I say that all the time. I'm sick of waiting for my life to be over. Everyone knows that about me. Who sings that song? 
I don't want to wait for love. There's like just so many women that would sing that song. Is it Lisa Loeb? Sounds like a Lisa Loeb song. Sounds like Lisa Leslie, I think, sings it. The basketball player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Right. Tony, another great name. We mentioned him previously. Marv Levy. There's mm. only one Marv. It's a great name. The sticky bandit slash wet bandit Marv tried to steal the thunder from Marv Levy, but he couldn't. Tony, are you ready to throw it to Marv and talk some bills? We got a lot of free agency news to get to. So so to clarify, we're throwing it to Marv the sticky bandit. No, Marv the coach and Call right. of Duty okay. player. Yes. Yeah. And yes, and character in Call of Duty. <laughs> Let's throw it to Marv. We'll be back after the break. And we are back, Tony. Ton of Bills free agency news this week. Brandon Bean making some big moves. I don't know if they're big. They're <laughs> they're serviceable. They're moves. They're, they're, they're moves. They're, they move the needle for they're me, moves. I say. They move the needle for me. Um, yeah. But before we get into free agent frenzy part duh, part two, let's talk about the giant rumor. I heard a rumor. Terry from Reno 911 style. Terry Will the was Bills Nick Swartzen? Yes, Nick Swartzen. Yes, Or okay. Blades. Right. <laughs> now, Classic I heard a rumor line. also, also, is that not from Umbrella Academy? Is that not one of her, the powers uh, yes. of one of the members of the, the Umbrella the Academy? Umbrella I heard a rumor Academy. And then Allison is named, her nickname is Rumor, and her power, uh, she says, I heard a rumor, you bark like a dog, and the person would bark like a dog. Yeah, that is, right. that is okay. also, uh, also a reference. Good. We're nailing it tonight. <laughs> this is one of the best episodes, man. <laughs> really bringing our A game. Yeah, uh, really. Really. This rumor, tonight. though, all the talk within Bills Mafia, and that is the Bills potentially trading for one Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. Tony, what are your thoughts? Is this possible? Is it smoke? Is this an Antonio Brown situation where we get our hopes up? And although that worked out in the end because the guy's a crazy person. Uh-huh. Will this will this actually come to fruition, and will the Bills have DeAndre Hopkins on the roster come the start of the 2023 season? Uh, my attitude is, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this is coming from someone who is currently off of social media, so I'm sort of on the outside looking in on this rumor. And based on my sources, which are like, you know, my bookmarked Bills sites and NFL sites. Right. Do I have any reason to think this is real? Anything real? Kind of no, but, you know, based on kind of nothing uh, other than that. So just from the outside looking in, I question, is this something that the average social media consumer who is also a Bills fan, is this something that they are just like, you, you've you read it so many times that it becomes like seems really real. something in your mind? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, it seems. No, that could, that like could be that, it. You see it so much and you see it. I think the more you see it on social media and the more people talk about it in local media and reporters, you, you just kind of subliminally think like, right. wow, this is this is an actual possibility like this could happen. With that being said, though, I actually think this is a possibility. and it could happen. <laughs> OK, let's catch the listeners up and catch you up, actually, because you're not on social yes. media. So Please all do. this started, all the floodgates opened earlier this week when DeAndre Hopkins on Instagram posted a real a short i don't know what they call them on instagram but 
posted a picture of himself and the picture contained the music uh, Buffalo Soldier by Bob Marley. Also, oh. subsequently, 20 minutes after that was posted, he followed Josh Allen and Josh Allen followed him when they weren't following mm-hmm. each other before. At least Josh mm-hmm. wasn't following Hopkins before. So last week I said, like, the guys who have to take a knowledge test when, before they get in the NFL aren't, like, capable enough to do these cryptic messages and all this stuff. This kind of trumps cri- cryptic, and this is just kind of slapping you in the face with, maybe this is a real thing. Yes. I feel like okay. this is less cryptic. You're winning there's me not, over. There's not, any, there's not any read between the lines, like, look for the clues. I have half a mind to think this has already been done, and now it's just kind of reworking his massive contract before it Mm -hmm. is actually sent to the league offices uh, to be completed because he is owed like $34 million or something a giant that obviously the bills with their thin available cap as it is, uh, will have trouble fitting that contract into their current situation. But I'm just, I'm just reading the tea leaves here, Tony, the song, the following of, of our quarterback and the fact that, Guess who's really good at fidgeting with contracts? Our GM, Brandon Bean. So if anyone can do That's it, true. he's really good at doing it and he can get it done. So I am of the firm belief. I'm like you or I'll believe it when I see it. But man, there's a there's a lot of smoke coming up from this fire. Uh, uh-huh. Would would you like to have DeAndre Hopkins on the team? What, do you, what are your thoughts of um, if this did come true? Would you be happy? It, it's a guy who I feel like three, four years ago was touted as one of the best receivers in the league when he was with Houston. And he's had injuries the past couple of years. Maybe the situation in Arizona was a little volatile with Kyler and the coaching where he wasn't happy with it. I could totally see that playing out. And now, you know, getting to be on the wrong side of 30, he wants to come to a contender and kind of reinvigorate his career. And as you always say, come here to be the best version of yourself that could very well play into DeAndre Hopkins story here as he continues his NFL career. Um, I I would like it. I think we need another weapon. If DeAndre Hopkins can stay healthy, he is one of the top. I'll even be generous with it. Top 15 receivers in the league. I think he's actually more top 10 huge catch radius catches everything. Plus it would just alleviate much of the pressure that goes Stefan Diggs's way. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot to like from this move. I think Brandon Bean sees not only a conference that's getting harder and maybe a window that's closing for the Bills and closing rather quickly, but also just in your own backyard, your division is getting incredibly hard with the Dolphins adding players, but also the the Jets possibly on the verge of getting Aaron Rodgers already with mm-hmm. a top tier defense. I feel like those three it's factors an arms race. are going to make, yeah, it's an arms race. I th- feel like those three factors, Brandon Bean's ready to make a big splash here and needs to make a big splash on the offensive side of the ball. Matt, I agree with everything you said philosophically that <laughs> we need another weapon. We have to get another, we have to get someone else on the other side of Steph Diggs. You know, the window is closing is a metaphor. That's like not totally accurate. Like I think the window fluctuates throughout the years of a, of an outstanding quarterback's career. But I think it's like the screen is getting dirty. And like right now we have a dirtier screen. Getting less clear. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. There's smudges Um, on the window. Yep. Yes, exactly. It's like, so we have 
to I do think we need something. Is DeAndre Hopkins that something? I mean, I'd be excited about it if he came. I do I'm definitely also have a certain leeriness in the sense of his age, but I can if it happens, I can easily tell myself that, you know, we have the best training facility and we have the best anti-aging circumstances, maybe in the league. So I think we were ranked as one of the best recently. Yes, and right. On the both side of that, Arizona Cardinals players have to pay for their own meals. So they're not getting this, they're this not getting good nutrition. They're they're eating an in and out burger every night. Workers' rights violation all over the place. Yes. So I would say uh so like yes, I would I would be excited. I would be into it. I guess I have nothing bad to say about it other than, you know, that there's like it would I'd be excited based on the sense of a cautious optimism uh that I would have with like because of like what I said about you know his age and everything but it seems like he's into yeah. it he's a buffalo soldier apparently you really want like to open the idea cause, right because what with the stevie thing johnson yep i was like okay this is like this theory is like losing credibility for me because stevie is just obviously trolling these people right and it opens up i'm like there's even like this this market of trolls that maybe started with more creative players like a stevie we're kind of like you know, now this is a huge opportunity for them to just like troll people because it's funny how people will see, like, you know, like you said, like the colors of the flags and stuff as little signals. Yeah. So that like lost some credibility to me, but now, but you've, you've swung me back over. Maybe this could really happen. I, I think it could really happen. Fun. The only time I, it'd be super fun. That, that, that's my only concern is what it does to the locker room. But I'm hoping the core, the leadership is, is good enough that there's no, locker room issues I, I it seems like deandre Hopkins is a, a little bit problematic especially since he's been to arizona and once again this might be just an arizona thing because right you look at his arizona career yes he's he's on the wrong side of 30 now he'll be 31 this year uh or this upcoming season but the last two years he played nine games and 10 games respectively every year before that he's played at least 16 games or at least 15 games many times 16 mm-hmm. games so it seems like just an Arizona problem not a DeAndre Hopkins problem and the stats kind of line up with that his touchdowns his yardage obviously uh, or his yards per game so when he plays he is still very good last year he despite only playing nine games had almost 80 yards a game and three touchdowns in nine games so the production is still there, and I got to imagine it can still be there for a good three to four more years. Mm-hmm. Again, just just an, another another weapon. I it, it would kind of be also a it would it would be very cook esque. Yeah, be a little oh, bit of a okay a guy who is a little less charismatic, soft spoken, <laughs> not really mm-hmm. showing his emotion on his sleeve kind of guy. So I was worried last year, James Cook. His personality wouldn't fit in. What's the best remedy for that? To get another guy who has the same personality as James Cook <laughs> to be his friend. Okay. That's all I'm that saying. makes sense. Maybe a little that mentor protege. A little mentor protege action. <laughs> I would like this move a lot. I would like I think yeah. it's easy. I mean, I, w- you gotta, I will gotta take it splash. over. There's there's no other option, is kind of like where I'm at about it too. Like I yeah, I don't like where we are to get one of the receivers in the draft to be able to be this person. The other option, I guess, is Jerry Judy, potentially. But like, not really. I would like that. But maybe. I I don't know. I would like that as well, too. So, I mean, this is with limited options. If this is the only option, yes, I will take that option all day. Uh, Now, is is Hopkins who caught the Hail Mary a couple of years ago? Yes. 
the Hale Murray. Okay. Yes. That Hopkins did catch yes, that. Yes, the Hale Murray. So that's a little poetic justice, I yeah, suppose. That's a little poetic justice that, to get him yeah. on our team. You mentioned the wide receivers in the draft that we can get potentially first or second round. Like this is the old cliche of well, you're just drafting a guy in the hope that in three or four years he becomes DeAndre Hopkins. So why not just get DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who's who you know is very good, who you know is productive, instead of flipping a coin and it's a 50 50 shot of right. does this guy become as productive as DeAndre Hopkins for much less of the cost, or does he fizzle out or does he exceed? Like, there's such a roll of the dice there. You could just get the sure thing. Yes. So go for the sure thing. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. And you got to, you got to time, you got to time that out too of like, okay, so when he becomes DeAndre Hopkins, what's the roster going to look like? Right. When that happens, because you got to it's not going to match up. I don't know what it is long term, but it's not it's not going to match up. So I yeah, do it. Do it now. Let's buy us a championship. Basically, as I guess the I guess the foundation of what I'm saying. If you get DeAndre Hopkins, you look at that wide receiver room and digs Hopkins, who are legitimately a one A and one B. And then you right. can put Gabe Davis in his proper, probably proper role of a wide receiver four who is not going to get the attention because those other guys are going to demand the attention. Mm-hmm. And then you add, yes. you add the speed of Deontay Hardy Harris and Trent Sherfield, who we'll talk about in a second. Plus the he wolf. I mean, those six guys alone, that's a wide receiver room that that is a very good wide receiver room. I can't even that's like fun, justify that's a the fun room. It's a fun room. It's a fun room. And it's a dynamic yeah. room too. You got a lot fun of different us. skill that's sets I mean. in there. That's what I mean. It's fun for us. You got Steph Diggs, the route runner. You got Hardy, Gabe Davis, guys who can blow the top off. You got Hopkins, who has great catch radius, hands like glue. And then you got Hewell, who's probably the best of them, of the whole group. So <laughs> right. that, that is a fun, dynamic group. And uh, if, if Josh gets any kind of protection, again, you got to think this offense, who would put up 30 points a game on average last season, but it came at a struggle. And then never passed the eye test of like, man, right, they're making right. this look easy because it didn't. Still a very difficult mark to get to. This offense would be with Hopkins added. You think they could score 35 points, 40 points easily. <laughs> they might have like, just don't stay. Just, just score. It's a, it's a track race. You, you don't need even to need be a defense. Usain Bolt. Just score more points. You don't even need a defense. Just right. go out there and score a well, touchdown. We don't even have a defensive drive. coordinator, so just go so out there and put eleven drop random the defense guys entirely. on defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and see what just happens. Assume all you have to do is stop them once because they will stop us zero times. This is this is a trade I think they need to do. And if it's not Hopkins, you mentioned Jerry Judy, who I would also love in a Bills uniform, younger. I think he he adds the same kind of dynamic aspect that a DeAndre Hopkins can add. Probably would cost a little more in terms of draft capital. I think there are rumors out there that the Cardinals are looking for like a Christian McCaffrey-like package, which McCaffrey went to the 49ers for I think a second, third, and fourth round pick, respectively. But I don't. I, I think that's that's a little fodder. I think you can get Hopkins for like a straight up third or fourth round, and because of the contract situation, because there's only a year left and then you got to work on the negotiation part of it or the restructuring of it. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes along with acquiring DeAndre Hopkins, but it's an acquisition. I think Brandon Bean needs to make because the window is now for that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tony, let's talk and get into free agency. 
We'll start with cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. I will remember you. A couple losses that occurred. Will you remember me? Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Singletary have moved on. Isaiah McKenzie signs with the Colts. Devin Singletary falls Jerry Hughes to the Texans. I'm not upset with these Follows losses, him. especially uh-huh. with the guys we signed, and we'll get into the the signees in a second. McKenzie was, for all intents and purposes, disappointing in a in a elevated role last year as the primary slot receiver. I was hoping he'd become a lot more in Singletary. I always liked, but I I'm not going to pay a running back. He got three point something. I think three point four maybe from Texans. I'm not going to pay Devin Singletary that. I'm sorry. His fumble rate is way too high. I like Devin Singletary. I like what he brings in terms of turning negative three yards into maybe one or two yard gains. I like that aspect of Devin Singletary. I can find that aspect somewhere else in the draft and free agency, undrafted free agents. You look at Blackshear last year for the Bills, who probably should have made the roster and could come at mm-hmm. $3 million less. So, not sad to see these guys go. The Colts get a new face of the franchise. Good for them. Yeah, they need it right now. They need it. They don't really have. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a face of the franchise. Uh, and well, Devin Singletary gets to go to Houston, where he backs up Damian Pierce, and that that's probably that's probably a good fit for him. So, uh, Tony, are you sad to see either McKenzie or Singletary depart the Bills? Uh, you know, a lot of positive memories with McKenzie. So I'm sad to see him go. I like McKenzie, the man, the face of the franchise. Did not like his performance this season. Singletary completely on America's indifferent. Got Talent or on the field? <laughs> both. D- Singletary, complete indifference to him. In four years, I'll be doing a sporkle and not be able to remember his name. Uh, <laughs> but I also like it in the sense of, you know, we drafted Cook. Cook is like, I like the, I like the, sort of timeline of James Cook of like, we'll draft him earlier in the second round, give a developmental year, give him a shot, change of pace. Yeah. Bring in Hines. Yeah. Like I like the whole, I, 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 it makes it seem like there's, I guess more of a plan or just like a, just like an idea of what to do with Cook. Cause I think I can grow to like Cook a lot more. So I'm fine with Singletary being a casualty of that. I mean, the new team now. He didn't impress me on the field. Didn't impress me in America's Got Talent. Didn't impress me when mm-hmm. he was on Hot Ones with Gabe Davis. So, Isaiah McKenzie, I like you. I like your personality. A million-dollar smile. But there was a lot of impressing me that uh, fell fell short. Yeah. Like, it would have been fun. I, it would have been fun to win the ring with him, but it's obviously not going to happen. So, yeah, let's cut the dead weight. Yeah, let's cut it. I wonder I, – I put this on Twitter – earlier this week when he signed. I wonder if he he is the only player in the NFL to have gender reveal right. bonuses. I, I think that'd be great. Uh, I think that'd be a great alternate incentive thing for Isaiah McKenzie. Like, agree. You know, there's you know there's cameo, right? Like you can hire okay or pay a celebrity to to give you a message, birthday message, whatever it like Isaiah McKenzie should roll out of the barbecue business, restaurant business, and roll into being hired for gender reveals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be a great yes. business model for an NFL fan. If you are a huge fan of the Colts, you were of the Bills, like Isaiah like Isaiah McKenzie, 300 bucks, do the gender reveal of my kid on the field this week. I think that I think that's a viable business model. I think we could shark tank this. Have a whole NFL uh, player network of gender reveal. 
why stop? What it? NFL why fan stop wouldn't get a kick out of There's that. all kinds of announcements that he could make. I like this. Why stop I like a gender this idea a lot. Yeah. Mackenzie scores the touchdown, goes the camera. Brittany, I want a divorce. <laughs> from Pat. From Pat. Yeah, from Pat. Not from Josh. <laughs> no, don't. Tony, don't talk about the king and queen don't like that. Don't talk about that. Right. No, I wouldn't dare. No. They're perfect. I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, In I'm like, oh, I should have taken a different name. <laughs> well, Veronica, you have a fallback plan. Of course. All right, yeah. That is, that is Brittany Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes, stop TikToking. Okay. That'd be a great reveal. Yeah. You've yeah. been banned from TikTok. So now it becomes so now it becomes more like he becomes like the cardboard sign guy. Just yeah. <laughs> saying thoughts. He becomes a he sharing. becomes a, a a live billboard pretty much. Mm-hmm. Tony, we've come up with some good ideas in the past. This is the best. I think this one had this one has some legs. Let's just say. Yes. <laughs> Let's I, I just like say this, this okay. one has legs. Stopping the podcast now. Let's go develop the business mod. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm I'm being serious. We're not stopping the podcast, but I think I think this idea has legs. We'll, we'll better flesh it out in the weeks to come, listeners. Tony, with some losses, come some re-signings and some signings. Starting with the re-signs, we'll just rattle them off real quick. David Quesenberry returns on a one-year deal. Also, Dane Jackson, a restricted free agent, is back with the Bills. Both two signings I really like. Both guys come at a fairly minimal price. And have starting experience that you can put them in in a pinch. Quasenberry at guard or tackle has that versatility. Dane Jackson has started many games and has has been, I mean, has been picked on a lot and has been problematic at times. But for a seventh round draft pick out of Pittsburgh, who three years later uh, still is on an NFL team, very serviceable if you need him in in a pinch as a starter. So two, two signings I'm, I'm very happy with from a depth perspective. Uh, agreed. My philosophy on these is the same philosophy that I have with Hopkins that I mentioned is, well, I don't see a better option. So fine. Right. That that's kind of the feeling I have. And, and I should say this as well, signing these two guys and specifically Quesenberry, because I don't think they're going to draft a cornerback again after they drafted Elon and Benford last year, but okay. Oh, Benford, sorry. <laughs> but with Quisenberry, this does not and should not take them out of the running to draft an offensive lineman in any way. You have uh, Spencer Brown, correct. who has what was one of the worst pass blocking tackles of last year in the league. Um, you have Mitch Morris, who we all know his history with concussions and maybe is unfortunately one concussion away from possibly retiring. Who knows with that? So, there is there is no way they should take any offensive lineman off their big board if they have first round grades for them and they fall to the Bills in this year's first round. Take the offensive lineman and figure out yeah. the rest. Your your goal mm-hmm. right now, especially if you trade for Hopkins, but even so, with the weapons group you have running back and wide receiver, your main goal now is to protect Josh. Throw the kitchen sink at the offensive line. Get everyone and anyone you can who you think is viable, who you think is good who you think Aaron Cromer can develop into a good offensive lineman and put them on the team, draft, free agency, whatever. The goal right now is to protect Josh. Give him all the time in the world, and he will be beating teams every Sunday. I actually think that we don't do enough. Like, I wish offensive line was overall a higher priority over the course of the years than I have seen out of Bean, and it surprises me sort of that it hasn't. 
And that's kind of you know, they, seem, they seem to be just trying to plug and play veteran guys, which haven't right. really worked instead right. of drafting and developing. Bring in, uh, like, create camp competition on the offensive line and find your best five and someone will emerge, you know? Right. Yeah, I would like that. So good signings by being from a depth perspective, from a financial perspective. Uh, no problems mm-hmm. whatsoever. Tony, the new faces. We'll okay, get the, take me there. We'll, get it, we'll, me we'll go from least excited to most excited. The least excited uh, is obviously offensive lineman for the Rams, former offensive lineman for the Rams, or current offensive lineman, former lineman for the Rams, now current lineman for the what? Bills. We got there. David Edwards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This, I'm indifferent about this. Like Last year, I said when we signed Greg Mansk and I looked at his picture, I'm like, that's the most Greg Mansk looking guy ever. And I wasn't excited about yes. it. Yes. I feel the same exact way about David Edwards. When I look at him, I'm like, that's the most <laughs> David Edwards looking guy ever. And I'm not excited for it. Is he good? Eh, we'll see. Last year, he was very poor, supposedly injured. The whole offensive line for the Los Angeles Rams was terrible, as we saw opening week against the Bills, and that continued throughout the season. So um, whether that was just an anomaly in terms of a one-year bad season for that offensive line and the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. we'll see. But David Edwards, eh, he was he was on the Super Bowl-winning team, so he does have some merit there. But this, this just screams Greg Mansk, Brian Winters, Greg Van Rowden, just a, a guy who's been in the league, who's a veteran presence, who's just not going to – take that next step in terms of being a, yep. a viable starter i that's kind of how i think too it, it's cool like there there's reasons to be optimistic that we hear a lot about but yeah i mean i, I don't see this as this is just he's just another veteran in the usual lineup of like we bring in a slew of veterans and let them compete uh do you think he'll be the starter i don't no absolutely not no yeah i don't think so either is he going to be a starter? No. Is he better than Roger Saffold? Yes. Yes. That's that's where I land on. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh huh. Like just and said five minutes would, ago. Just bring all the guys in. Just bring them all in. Who cares? And this is that this is a guy. So I'm I'm okay with it. Right. He, he's a guy. And he's I would say if we do end up if the draft falls a certain way and we do end up drafting high uh, alignment, then he might not even make the team. Why not? Very possibly could not make the team. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, if we can have, you know, depending on contracts and if we think he's about the same as others, because that's kind of how it always is on the offensive line, is everyone's just kind of about the same. I could see him not making the team. Uh, very, very much could see that as well. And I don't think the one-year contract has any major guarantees that say he will be a shoe in for the fifty-three man roster. So, yeah, you know, David Edwards, good depth signing again. Uh, bring all the guys in and let him. Let them battle it out. Iron sharpens iron mentality. Uh, see who is the best five to put in front of Josh and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have to say. Same. Moving on. Next, the guy. I'm yeah, most I was going to say, like, for. that's the least exciting, I think. David Ever is definitely least exciting. Next, most exciting or least exciting, how you want to look at it. Former Miami Dolphins wide receiver Trent Sherfield signs with the Buffalo Bills. I actually really mm-hmm. like the signing. I think he is, again, a great depth piece in the wide receiver room, whether he ends up being your fifth or sixth receiver. We'll see. But mm-hmm. also a very good special teams player. And I see a very good special teams player. I also see our list of current free agents that were on the team last year that are still free agents. And one name sticks out to me, and that's Taiwan <laughs> Jones. And we all know, and I won't re- 
repeat it or go in depth on repeating it. I don't like Taiwan Jones. Trent Shurfield is the mm-hmm. Taiwan Jones replacement, and I am a okay with that. Now it's the question to me of was his good season last year? He had 30 catches, a career high for him, two touchdowns, around 400 yards. Was it a product of him kind of coming into his own as a player? He is 26, 27 years old, so he's entering the prime of his career, quote unquote. So is it going into his prime as a player or was it a product of lining up alongside Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and none of the attention? So now we'll, now we'll see if he's actually a good NFL player who can contribute or if it was a product of who he was lining up with last year. Uh, I, I like right. the signing again, a good depth piece uh, guy you can bring into camp and can battle out, but brings speed. brings yards after catch. Like we mentioned with Deontay Hardy, again, they're trying to, this offseason improve the yak going from 32nd to 31st or 31st to 30th. They're, they're one of the worst in the league still. So Trent Shurfield is a guy that definitely improves that. I, I like it. I, I have no complaints about this as, as a low cost. Again, very Brandon Bean-esque with all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Feels like feels it's, like low risk, high reward. Yeah. If it works out. That's what I was thinking. Like it's, it's like, uh, are, are we hoping for diamonds in the rough here? Is it- we see these people as like, this is their Jordan Poyer moment. They're going to come here yes. and go from drab to fab because they're just like, Great that's where they are in their development. Thank you. Uh, I think with Hardy, maybe with Sherfield, less likely, but I do like the idea of having, you know, a six wide receiver on there that kind of is a, you know, feels like the Kumaro spot of like solid enough receiver, good special teamer gets you, gets you on the roster. But I also think this is like his roster spot is in danger on April 27th, 28th, and 29th in that we could draft a receiver and then that person will take priority. But so I, so I think that this is kind of even more so like a um, passing of Brandon Bean's usual strategy of we'll sign the, all the veterans we can sign and then we have room to play with in the draft. Very well could make an impact on this roster. They very well can be cut. We'll see. But the other question I have, and Tony, tell me if this is a viable concern or a legitimate concern. He was the butt punt guy. Can he get over that mm. mentally? He'll always be known as the butt punt guy, just like Sanchez was the butt fumble. Mark Sanchez right. never got over that. It really killed his career. Ever since that yeah, moment, his career was downhill slow. Yeah. And he'll always be known as the butt fumble guy. Trent Shurfield well, last I think year you've already... against the Bills, the first matchup gets the ball punted right up the caboose from deep in the end zone. <laughs> uh-huh. And now he's right officially the, the butt punt guy. Can he get over that mentally as a player? It's a concern for me. I think you already talked yourself out of that concern because earlier you just spoke to uh, all the success that he found this season of career highs and everything. So perhaps I would submit that the butt fumble was for his benefit. And that he be, has become the be- a better version of himself because of the butt fumble. <laughs> I know that sometimes we have found, biologically, when things go up your butt, sometimes that ignites some <laughs> other good things. Like the Lemmy Winks episode from South Park. <laughs> One of the best episodes exactly. of South Park. <laughs> See, there you go. You're proving my point. I just, I just look at, like, <laughs> I guess because I watched like, um, Ski School this past week because it was a How Did This Get Made? So I had to watch. It. Okay, but mm-hmm. so I was in a very like '80s, like nostalgic movie mentality, 
and wasn't there a movie where it was like a guy would walk into the room and they they like make fun of him and be like that guy like kind of like they had a nickname for i can't think of it but i feel like that's trent Sherfield. mcdermott's gonna be like guys this is trent Sherfield. welcome to the team and they'll be like butt punt guy <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i can uh are you thinking I feel like that of, was from uh, a movie yeah was that in can't hardly wait oh maybe yeah. uh was like the yeah was like the nerdier tutor guy had some like thing on right. him like that yeah, it does. Sound it feels right. like a can't hardly wait style of humor. Yeah, it does. You're right, but I I feel like that could be. But I, I the can't locker pick room it. mentality. Yeah. yeah, the locker room dynamic of Trent Sherfield. Trent butt punt guy. <laughs> like is that just the moniker that is? Yeah, <laughs> that's a moniker that's, that's carried with only it. Only at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the matter. It'd be a good icebreaker. It would be a good icebreaker. It's all about your sense of humor, how you handle it. Yeah. Yeah, he could really in terms of signing, I think, himself as a man of the good. people. Yes. Yes. I yeah. Football wise, yeah. Football wise, good signing. Tony, the final signing this week. I think the one that got Bill's Mafia most excited. The Bill mm-hmm. signed former New England Patriots running back Damian Harris to a one year deal. Yeah. Brandon Bean spoke of this after the first week of free agency last week of getting a bigger back in here, somebody to compliment the James Cook, Naheem Hines, who are kind of cut from the same cloth running back in terms of their abilities and skill sets to get a bigger guy in here, a short yardage back. I think we got something better here. I like, I mean, Damian Harris fits that profile that Brandon Bean was looking for. I think he can be, <clears throat> if healthy, like a legitimate number one back. He was fantastic. Oh, I think so too. With New England two years ago, almost a thousand mm-hmm. yards, 4.6 yards a carry, 15 touchdowns. I mean, if you give this guy 150 to 200 carries, he can get double-digit touchdowns easily, can produce 800 yards easily. I, I really like the signing if he can stay healthy. This this was the one that got Bill's Mafia excited the most, and I think this is the one that finally got our group chat that we're in with our friends like, okay, like we're doing something here. Right, yes. I would say the that vibe that you conveyed of, okay, we're doing something here. Is it with Damian Harris? Like it's a big name. Now, is it a is it only a big name because running back is a fantasy position? Maybe. Uh, yeah. but he yeah, Damian Harris ha- is a real free agent. He has a real pedigree. We all know that uh the Patriots you know, excellent running team in the past couple of years. The the I and Damian Harris, excellent teammate, excellent community guy, will fit in, in that respect. Good um process DNA. Can he stay healthy is the only hope. But if he can't stay healthy, I don't know how this back room shakes out depth-wise because it's 1A, B, and C. Yeah, I don't know if Naheem Hines is, is a 1A, B, or C. <laughs> I think he's, based See, on his usage last year, I think he's a legitimate 3 at this point. Well, I look at that as, I look at that as just a fluke mistake because I don't I look at think... that as Ken Dorsey's Ken well, Dorsey I mean. being naive. Ken... So the Ken Dorsey the, yeah, that's exactly that's the mistake. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Okay, yeah. So Ken Dorsey, that's... you're such a disease. <laughs> Dorsey, you're such a disease. I don't know. I, I look for Heinz's usage to go up for them to I look for them to be able to have to figure out Naheem Hines this year. That's that's basically what I Yeah, see. that'll be a and fun, I, fun experiment. <laughs> you have no faith in that, huh? Um surprisingly I do. Okay. Like if if I think anything 
I think Ken Dorsey is a competitor. I think he wants to prove whether he was back in his playing day or as a coach. He has the mentality mm-hmm. and the, the psychoness, psychotic mm-hmm. nature to prove he yes. is the best. Just like I mentioned with Sean McDermott a couple of weeks ago, like maybe this isn't a bad thing that Sean McDermott takes over the defense because where Leslie Frazier seems like cut from the old guard of this is my defense. Yeah. It it's consistently good and it's gonna work and I'm not gonna make adjustments. Like Sean McDermott as a uh-huh. head coach has adapted and evolved in his play calling and his being aggressive and his analytic knowledge. So like I think Ken Dorsey's in that in that same mold of wanting to get better, wanting to yeah. you know, prove he's not a fluke or or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I shockingly have faith that Ken Dorsey will figure it out. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that the potential is certainly there. And I also think that it took, da- you know, we hated Dable the first two years too. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, there's reason to be hopeful on what you're, what you're speaking to. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the, the thing about Damien Harris and also Trent Shurfield, something I kind of swept under the rug that I love taking players from division rivals. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing that. Cause that was an old, that was an old Belichick drought era motif of oh Wes Welker is killing us as a dolphin we're just gonna go sign him get him on the team so he doesn't kill us anymore and he kills other teams so love that mentality also love the fact that and this has me hopeful for these signings that players from their Mm -hmm. now former teams were upset by losing them like Tyreek Hill tweeted that like oh no we lost like Trent Shurfield like he was mad about it all the Patriots players seemed mad that they lost Damian Harris so I gotta mm-hmm. imagine that's a that translates into a good thing for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I like that. That's a great argument. That's 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 a great lead argument. I think that good point. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I know, and it it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, the one thing I was frustrated with Brandon being about, and I think it came with a guy we mentioned last week as a guy I wanted the Bills to sign, and Drew Tranquil. He signed a one year deal with the Chiefs. And before the Harris signing, before the Sherfield signing, the Tranquil signing happened. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, well, we need a linebacker. And that's a fairly yeah. cheap price for a guy who performed very well last year in a starting role mm-hmm. and is still young and still hitting his prime and maybe just kind of coming into his own as an NFL player. And the thing I could not get a grasp on that bothered me more than anything is if they're good enough for the Chiefs, if they're good enough for the <laughs> Super Bowl... Right winning chiefs why can't they be good enough for us like why aren't they good enough for yeah us? what the hell are we like, doing what the hell are we doing here that that i cannot wrap my head around that it's not like he went to like adam thielen went to the panthers and i'm like right okay well the panthers wanted him like of course they did because they have no one and they stink right and so i yeah. can like be okay with the bills not getting him because he went but like the chief if the chiefs are signing players that would fill a hole on our roster <laughs> Like, why aren't we in the <laughs> You're mix right. on that? And maybe we were. I would have offered Tranquil one year for $6 million. I would have been totally okay with that. Levante David got one year for $7 million. I would have been totally okay with that. Yeah, of So course. if they're good enough of for course. the previous Super Bowl champions, why aren't they good enough for us? I could not wrap my head around that. And then Brandon Bean goes and signs Damian Harris, Trent Shurfield, David Edwards. Um and, and I, w- I was okay because those those fill some needs for us depth-wise. But the, the Drew Tranko one, the Lovate David one, those why these te- why these guys are good enough for them and not good enough for us, 
I'll, I'll never understand that, I guess. I would agree with you. I, I don't know. In being we trust, I guess is all I can say on that. Because, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it falls to, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what calls are being made. I don't know what the game plan is here. But it is disconcerting for sure that it seems like the plan to replace Edmonds is so unknown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. But I mean, great. Like, yeah. I, it doesn't it do, seem like it that does. matches up super great either. Yeah, I I don't know. It does seem like they shoehorn themselves in recent years into kind of allowing other teams to telegraph where they're going most likely in the draft. Like mm-hmm. two years ago or whatever, the previous draft, 2022 draft, we lost Levi Wallace. We had a Tredavious White coming off an ACL injury. Like we had a glaring need at starting right cornerback and we had to trade up to get Elon because I think yeah. Other teams saw like, hey, the Bills are going to draft a cornerback most likely. And then Brandon Bean said, oh, these teams right. know we're drafting a quarterback most likely, so we need to jump up so they don't get the guy we want. Like, I feel like they're doing that again with linebacker. There's a couple linebackers mm-hmm. I like. You like Jack Campbell from Iowa. I like Simpson from Clemson. There's a couple linebackers I like in this draft that could go in the first round, especially the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing that again. Like, you sign all these depth guys and you're filling depth needs, but there's a few glaring holes. And the biggest hole of them all is this other starting linebacker at this point, aside from Milano or playing beside Milano. So I feel like they're shoehorning themselves in the draft where teams are saying, oh, if we really want a linebacker or a guy, like we're going to try to jump the bills and then Brandon Bean's going to have to play chess and jump those guys who are potentially jumping. Like that's what I don't like. So if you want to develop a young guy, that's fine. But, I'm speaking specifically at linebacker here, like go sign Drew Tranquil for a year and then d- still draft the young guy. Right. And then he takes over. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's just my two cents about Brandon beans, free agent philosophy, I guess. I guess in, like I said, in being, we trust, I give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I don't know what calls are being made, what he can pull off. I don't know these humans as human beings, what they're looking for. You'd think it'd be a Super Bowl contender, whatever. Uh, I don't know. This is just the way it shook out. Uh, obviously, yes. I At the core of it all, what do I want? I want to know what the fuck is going on at middle linebacker. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, Bobby Wagner's still still out there. My my number one choice still uh, out that's there. That's a good point. Yeah. So I would, love, I would rather have anyone than Terrell Bernard, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, I, I, so would you... I think I mentioned this last week. Tony, tell me if you agree. Okay. I am of the mindset that we are more likely to see Balen Specter be a starter week one of next year than we are Terrell Bernard at this point. I am also in that, that mindset. I share I share this mindset with you. Yes, I, I think that I is very think much that. a real a real thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. Me too. We we speculate draft or not draft uh, uh, cap salary cap wise. Yes. It seems to me that we can have one more starting caliber veteran signing. So would you rather have Hopkins or Wagner? Oh, that's interesting. Just, just um, spend our last pennies with. <laughs> our last pennies. Like it is. Like, Oliver that's what Twist it is. <laughs> getting soup. Yes. Um the last ladle of soup. Who do I who do I get with it? Um that's a good question. I mean I would kind of rather go Hopkins at this point. I just think if you are if Dorsey figures it out in in any way this year, uh-huh. like uh-huh. with a guy who is as talented as DeAndre Hopkins, if he stays healthy and returns to 
two years ago form as I think he can. That is such a dynamic offense that you are mm-hmm. just asking teams to asking teams to keep up with you. And you're putting right. up 30 plus every game. And if you're doing that, if you can if you have the capability of scoring every single drive and pretty seamlessly at that, that forces other teams to adjust what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if your coaching staff is good enough, then you can make counters to those adjustments. And I think I think if you set the standard from the start, the opening snap, just like the Bengals did in the playoff game last year, they set the standard and the Bills could never catch up. They could never make the adjustments. And it was just it's just a trampling. Like they they killed us. If the Bills can do that every week, because they have such a dynamic offense that is for all intents and purposes unstoppable. You have the passing game. You have Josh. You have a up and coming running back in James Cook, supplemented with Damian Harris. Like you have all these guys. Like let the other teams figure it out. Figure out how to stop that. Figure out how to keep up offensively with that. Give me Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you for one for halfway to a different set of reasons. Though I agree with you. Whereas, like I think that. You're saying if the Bills can do that, my attitude is an NFL team in 2023 must do that. We've seen like yeah. you need oh you need a one one a. You can't just get by anymore with the one. Uh, you need a one one a. A lot of teams know this and have it. Some teams are trying. Some teams are missing the boat. Uh, but all the good offenses have the one one a. And I agree with you. We are kind of we're not quite there where we need to be on that. Yeah. Uh, but I would also say, as we have alluded to many times in this very podcast, that the, the ask and the expectation of the position of middle linebacker in this defense, assuming there is continuity, a certain level mm-hmm. of continuity, isn't that much. We don't need a, some superstar to be able to do it. Uh, but we can, but so I guess what I'm saying is the question maybe is not who is not who'd rather have a, Wagner or Hopkins, if you could choose one pay wise, maybe the question is, which would you rather settle for the available draftee? And to me, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with the linebackers at the end of the first round than the wide receivers at the end of the first round for what we would be asking them to do at their respective position. Right. The only receiver I would be comfortable. I mean, I I like a lot of receivers, especially at the end of the first round. The guy I really like, is Jackson Smith Najimba, or however you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Like if that guy fell to us or even fell close to us and they trade up to get him, I would be super happy about that. Like sign him or draft him, sign Wagner. That would be, but like Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, like those guys are, as I mentioned before, earlier in this episode, those are very good players. I have no doubt they're mm-hmm. very good players, but you're just rolling the dice, hoping they become DeAndre Hopkins. Like I think, Smith the Jimbo is like a and fast awesome enough. player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who can make the difference so, now is what I'm worried about. Yeah. You need you I mean that, that's even, the thing this this year in the draft. You need guys who can make right. an impact now. You look at the Chiefs, right? Every one of their rookies from last year's class made an impact in their Super Bowl run. And we had yes. and then you look at the Bills in comparison, you had Kyrie Elam, who was a healthy scratch, who was uh mm who delegated to special teams until the end of the season. Like none of your rookies made an impact last year. Like you cannot have that this year. These guys need to come in from day one and make an impact. Yes. 
that's I, that yes support. that's a, that's a preach preach brother preach preach <laughs> Tony, what do you say what wrap it up, <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good call yeah we've let's preached enough up. we've preached off the soapbox <laughs> oh the weather outside is frightful but my drink is so delightfully cold thanks to traveling growler and since we know place to go keep it cold keep it cold keep it cold with a traveling growler koozie koozie starting at just five dollars check out www.travelinggrowler.com today and now back to the show thank you of course to our sponsor traveling growler www.travelinggrowler.com quality koozie starting at just five dollars shop local support local travelinggrowler.com podcast store teespring.com teespring.com search witty not funny all one word go into google search teespring witty not funny hit that google search the first result on there. Our SEO rating is fantastic. Click the link, find all the apparel, all sizes, all colors, hoodies, sweatshirts, crewnecks, tanks, t-shirts. What a, awesome designs. Be the talk of your draft party. Get a witty, not funny podcast store clothing item. I don't even know how to classify them at this point. Check out the t-shirt store. Where to find the podcast? You can find the podcast anywhere your fine podcast or listen to for free. Search witty, not funny. But you can find us on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, at Built in Buffalo underscore every Sunday drop in new podcast. Check us out. If you like us, leave us a review, subscribe. We always like to say whether you give us two uh, two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. And we truly do mean that 122 episodes in. Uh Twitter handles, Tony, you're off Twitter uh for another couple weeks. But if the listeners want to celebrate your triumphant return where can they uh where can they hit that fall they can hit that fellow at tony ambrose 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 and you can find the podcast at witty sports 716 twitter instagram witty not funny sports tiktok facebook page follow us everywhere we love following back connecting with the buffalo sports community out there bills mafia saber swords people hit that follow that's all i got other than send off tony send off with listeners hit them give it to them Spring break forever. <laughs> oh, that's spring break. Spring break's coming up. It's spring break season. TV spring break. No, that Nothing was I no, love better. That was a reference than... to spring breakers. Oh, spring breakers. You know, spring breakers the celebrating his 10 year anniversary this year. Yeah, James Franco, Selena Gomez. Yeah, good movie. Great movie. A disturbing movie in a good way. Yeah, very, very yeah. good movie. Entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things, teenagers, MTV spring break. Say what karaoke oh, yeah, spring sure. break, just awesome, awesome lineup of shows. And mm-hmm. and I mean that was can you imagine like MTV spring break in the social media era? I, I don't know, that'd be crazy. Spring yeah, break, I, as I, I always say. Right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nuts. Uh as we always say, go Bills, and of course, stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye later. Happy spring break. Sean is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It, it, it kind of looks like a football, actually. It, Thank you for that. Stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. 
It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.